1: Well, I'm gonna just start talking because Josh and pulling new music on me. I am gonna declare us live as I do every Tuesday 2:30 for the AwesomeO.com PGA Strategy Show. I'm Ben Raza. We got Tim Frank, Fantasy Golf Man, with me. We are on the screen. Here we go. Second leg of the FedEx Cup. Tim,
0: how goes it? Uh, it couldn't go worse than last week. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready for <laughs> last it. Last week was one of those weeks where like you, I think I stopped paying attention to golf like Friday morning at like 10 AM and then never really tuned back in.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, my week got, I've never had one thing set the tone so early in a golf tournament. Ryan Moore was like somewhat important for me and he just, he set the tone Uh that happens i was i was super lucky i did hit dj i gotta take my wins where i can in the outright market but it's just been that kind of kind of string here with guys unable to find the weekend uh for telly many others and the tournament was just over i mean it was hard to watch sunday when the guy's up 10 strokes yeah just
0: uh i don't know under. we haven't seen domination like that uh in a while like that was like tiger-esque um or Brian Gay at, like, the uh, 2003 Heritage or whatever. But, yeah, we, we, we haven't seen just – yeah, I mean, there was just nothing to watch. It was ridiculous. I, I can't no. believe uh, – Poor the Harris our... English. Yeah. Sucker. <laughs> well, we yeah, of, of course he was second place. Uh, total slap. Burger.
1: Burger. Yeah, guys. I mean, just they always get
0: there. <laughs> they always get there, don't they? And I'm not playing them this week either. No, we don't do that.
1: Um, but yeah, it was, listen, I, I certainly didn't expect a 59. And I, that's the one thing I want to get into. And chat, what's up, everybody? It's good to have everyone hit the like button. I see we got the people ready to roll. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, on, it was Friday, I'm fairly certain. You ever see any, like how low, when DJ was a minus 11 through 11, <laughs> what would you have set that line at 58 57 and a half
0: yeah yeah 58 i think i mean it was the weirdest was that not the weirdest i've right? never I mean, seen like,
1: anything like that on both it,
0: sides of it and then 18 i have no idea what he up. did what he was doing on 18 but uh, yeah very odd. it was it was like kind of a typical just, you would think that's something the dj would do if i if like we told you the story you had to guess like who did this uh, DJ would be uh, definitely at the top of the list, but uh...
1: let me ask you this last thing and chat chime in. Cause I, I was going to tweet this and then I never got around to it. And then I felt like I missed my window. You think DJ would rather have won the PGA last week or two weeks ago now or shot 58?
0: Oh, I think he'd rather win the PGA.
1: What about 57?
0: I don't. I, I don't think that I, – I, I think he needs more majors in his uh, – you know, he's only 1-1, and he says, you know, Brooks give, gave him some shit for that. I, I think it does sting him, even though he doesn't seem like he cares about anything. It has to hurt, being that he's only 1-1, and he's had some spectacular.
1: uh hear us no no one can still all right well we don't worry we we literally you didn't want to hear anything that i just said oh working now back all good i don't know what uh josh ringerman's doing behind the glass he, he worked his voodoo magic and we're back um He didn't do anything. So what I was saying, Chad, and I hope you – I wonder if there's a number if he shot like 55 or 54. To me, that would be worth it. But you know what? Maybe it is just majors, and that's
0: all that matters.
1: 54, though? Imagine if he shot 54.
0: But only having one major. I feel like if it was like Phil or somebody, he would take the super low round. Tiger or other guys, Brooks. But only having won one major when you've been like one of the top five players in the world for like fifteen years and been so close on so many occasions. I mean, he's been in the hunt so many times. Um he, I, like, he wants the want get get the wanamaker cup in the uh in the trophy. Wants cave.
1: a wanna maker. Like, whatever. Fine. I'm taking a fifty four. That yeah. would be You're, no, selfish. you're just nobody's it's
0: all about personal well, I guess they're both personal accolades, so it doesn't really matter. Either yeah. way.
1: 54 doesn't get you the same money winning a championship does. That's true. But DJ's got more money than God. I don't
0: I don't think he's worried about that. But there's been some serious clowns that have shot a 59 and nobody even cares. That's what I'm saying. Paul Goito shot a 59. I mean, he's not even you, good at golf. Do you know how many
1: clowns have won
0: majors? <laughs> That's
1: a more but We clown. remember
0: those guys. We remember the major championship We're, winners like, Sean McKeel and Rich Beam and Y Yang and ben all Ben
1: Curtis guys. gang. Believe me, if you shot 54, we would remember. But yeah, enough I right. of my rambling, let's get to it. Super Draft sponsoring the show as they do each and every week. Future of Daily Fantasy over there. If you haven't seen their multiplier road, get over there, try it out. No salary restrictions. You have lineup freedom. And it's not just with golf. NBA, baseball, NASCAR, MMA, uh, best of DFS all year round. Sign up for SuperDraft today using the promo code AWESOME010, and it's $10 free dollars on your first deposit of $10 or more, and $20 total free on your first deposit of $100 or more. And we talk about it a lot on the Wednesday night show. You're able to get lineups over there that you just can't create in salary-based games. So if you have a combination you really like, you can exploit it. Not nearly as many top-end players over there, and there's overlay. It's a great way to build the bankroll, so shout-out to them. We'll be talking their prices throughout, but here we go. We got 70 players left. They're cutting to 30. This is a non-cut. We are in Chicago. Olympia Fields. The course history is not – in 2015, people are talking about the Illini Collegiate. I, I have a feeling you're not a fan of that kind of stuff, are you not?
0: Definitely not a fan of looking at the Illini Collegiate Open. Uh, I mean, yeah, you look at the leaderboard, and, and and shocking. Like, the best players in college were winning that event. Guys like uh, Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa and Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, I mean, they were dominant college players. I, I don't know. That doesn't tell us anything to be no, it it, it it tells you nothing. I mean, those guys were awesome college players, and now they're great professionals.
1: So that's what I wanted to say. It's like, oh, yeah, they had success. I would hope, because all the other guys, we don't know their names for a reason that they <laughs> beat up on. Um, so, yeah, Bryson won the, the U.S. Amateur here in 2015. There was a U.S. Open here in 2003.
0: 2003. Oh, yeah, going way back. To, and Furyk wins. So how do you –
1: no there's no and it's a usga setup i think that's really important like i I, the question i want to ask you right off the top is how hard do you think this is going to be
0: i mean we're just guessing and even this kind of gets me annoyed but we're just guessing i mean i would say you know like 12 under moderately difficult but not overly difficult i definitely i don't think it's going to play like last week not many courses would or could i mean that was ridiculous um but yeah i mean i'm I'm thinking it's going to be a moderately difficult test. I mean, it is fairly long 7350 yard par 70. Uh just being a par 70 means the the winning score isn't going to get that low. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be harder. It's just meaning we're not going to probably see 20 30 under whatever DJ was. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of it like, yeah, uh somewhat difficult but not it's not going to play like a U.S. Open and I don't think it's going to play like a John Deere Classic but pretty much we don't know anything and we don't know anything I kind of default to we're just going to play it right down the middle.
1: I feel pretty confident saying that it's not going to be like a torture chamber U.S. Open setup. Uh, Notoriously the BMW championship is like incredibly easy. I know it's at different courses but the winners here are usually pretty damn low and I, I don't think i'm with you i don't think we see 25 under but i wouldn't be stunned if 17 under one i wouldn't be stunned if 15 like guys are gonna score on paper this looks impossible but so do a lot of like it's like tree lined it's long there's water there's bunkers there's slopes on the green it's harding park looked impossible too
0: exactly everything looks impossible um And, you know, we'll get some guy that'll be on the premises and he'll find some rough and he'll drop a ball and it'll go all the way down and you won't see it. And then we'll talk about how we'll never, ever, if you're in this rough, you'll never, ever get out. And then like Thursday morning, I'll roll around and somebody will shoot a 64 and that'll be the end of that. So I I really, yeah, I, I just don't, you know, we talk about it a lot on the show and it's just trying to find, um, It's one thing when we have 20 years of history at a course, we can try and draw some conclusions from that. But when we really don't have any history here, I just, I think you can do a disservice by trying to guess when you really don't know. And and nobody really does know.
1: So I think that the point to make here is you, when we talk and I talk a lot about correlating lineups, you can correlate lineups to a setup that you don't know. Like, okay, I think it's going to be 20 under if that's the case. You build a certain way. I think it's going to be five under. You build a certain way. Now, things are looking up because Chad has just informed me that web is withdrawn. So I am already a, a leg up on the field here. Uh, we got but, no Ricky. Excuse me. Web. Hold
0: on here. Hold on. What? Let's you're going to max back. the Thunderdome now? Make a big X on my uh, sheet here.
1: Okay. What was you had? Please tell me you weren't going to play web.
0: You always play web. What are you talking about? Always web.
1: I never play. Well, that's well,
0: that's problem. one of my
1: that's problems. Part of your yeah. problem, then. Well, let's talk. So now we've only got five top-end guys to talk about. And these are, of course, the 1Xs over on Super Draft. So you're really choosing best available if you want to go there. We got DJ, Rom, JT, Bryson, and Rory, who's hanging on to uh, relevance north of 10K here. I think Rom is the safest. I have a feeling you're going to say JT. Take it away.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're, we'll say the same thing we say every week. Um, you know, any of these guys, they're all elite. Like we saw with DJ last week. I mean, he looked good on paper. A lot of people liked him. I don't think anybody thought he was a lock. And then he goes out and he crushes the field. And we can see that every week with any of these guys. And to me, it's almost a a situation where they kind of slot themselves. And then different weeks, guys will kind of work their way down to cheaper and i'm always kind of preferential to playing just the cheaper of any of these elite options um you know so i'm a big jt guy i he he's been decent even though the the finishes the last couple of weeks haven't been good t49 but he gained 3 with the ball striking he was t37 at pga gained 6 with the ball striking so he's still hitting it good um the finishes haven't quite been there i don't mind him i, I don't know man i might be really contrarian and go with him. Rory, because the numbers still have the, the numbers are decent like every week, and he's just the putting was horrific last week. He was dead last in the field, strokes gained, putting. He wasn't good. He struggled off the tee, which isn't that's an um, anomaly. Yeah, it's definitely an anomaly. And you look at all these finishes, and none of them are good, but then you look at the numbers, and every week he's positive in the ball striking every single week. Um, I don't know. I just think that. I don't think people are going to play him. I think people saw him talking about not not liking playing with no crowds. People saw he just hasn't been having it. But now he's the cheapest out of the elite options, and the numbers – W Group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, good. So I think I like Rory, and especially now without Webb there, who is a safer option. I, I, I guess I really like Rory.
1: Hey, you said it, not me. I, listen, Rory has been. We know that I've played him a lot. Hasn't materialized, but it's been just very odd. He hasn't putted at all. His short game hasn't been good. The irons rebounded last week. That's partly because he was bad off the tee, but at the same time, tee to green. He's playing, I don't think that anyone could debate, he's playing better than the results. I'm not saying he should be winning, but he shouldn't be coming in 50th with these type of numbers. He's playing a lot better than that.
0: No, he's made every cut since the restart, and he's gaining about a stroke around with the ball striking, yeah, that's- which is good. I mean, it, the, the best players in the field for the entire season are Morikawa and JT, and they're gaining about 1.4 per round. So, I mean, he hasn't been as elite as he he normally is, but he's still hitting the ball very well. And now we have him as the cheapest elite option. And also, I think in a no-cut event, it just makes it even more of a green light because you're just not as worried about, well, if he comes out flat for two rounds, uh, he could miss the cut. I mean, you're going to get the four rounds and he can come back from a poor start. You know, he's a guy that can go nuke hot and finish T5 after 36 bad holes.
1: He's also I mean to me he is in auto bet. I would never say that you like he's 19 to 1 to win this event. To win the US Open I saw him around 12 to win the Masters I saw him around 10. And you could say those numbers are the problem and not this one, but you give me Rory around 20 to 1 in a 70 man field I will blindly tail that even if he's not playing well.
0: And he just did some weird stuff last week. The putter was awful, dead last putting. He, it uh, into he had the that water. hole on that hole on Saturday where he chipped it into the rock and it went behind him in the water. And I mean, look, he was never going to contend or have a great tournament, but it wasn't as bad as it looked. I don't think. And, and, and that's kind of been the story of his whole, the whole restart. It, if you look at the numbers on a whole, they don't look bad at all. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess I like him. I was going to play some web, but I guess we're just, we're just going all in on Rory maybe. maybe not all in yeah i don't know about it
1: but he i'm still gonna have rory his putting hasn't been good but six and a half that was a whole different category like he he had lost a stroke at the pga and at the wgc he was dead last in the field um and then at memorial it was all around the green he lost six strokes around the green that's an anomaly uh so step one fix off the tee should be the easiest thing in the world rory i can count on one hand the times he's lost two straight events off the tee. That's not going to happen. Um, flip the putter and at ten three easily in there. What do you think of Rom? Though To me, he's just kind of, he can handle these long par fours, just going to do his thing. I don't love, I think it's like a smash play or anything. I just think overall, I feel most comfortable with him.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think he's a fine play. I don't, I wouldn't say he's, safer than anybody else he's been playing well but i think i still would prefer jt over rom that's not a shock i just think i just like jt's more more well-rounded of a game Mm -hmm. and, and i like that um and he's been hitting it just as well um he's been hitting it well even though the results haven't been there i guess is what i should say
1: and since it's only seven we can really dig in what do you do with bryson it's like people he had been gaining so many strokes Putting and we saw what happened last week when he went ice cold on the greens. It was terrible. I don't know what the guy's all over the place.
0: Yeah, and we talked a little bit about that last week, and I just think that's what you're going to have to deal with. You know, you, he's not going to put great every event, Um and but he's probably he's going to put better. You know, he's going to put well in, in a lot of events, but when the putter's not working, he's not. You know, you, you're not going to see the results if the drive drives are wayward you're probably not going to see the results if he's playing a course that really doesn't allow you to hit 300 a bunch of 360 yard drives you're probably not going to see great results and it's just a lot of moving parts he's going to be very boom or bust you're going to see weeks where he's just lights out you're going to see weeks where he's terrible um so yeah i mean if he's low owned i guess he's always going to be a good gpp play but he's going to be a hard guy to peg down i mean it's like i don't think we're going to be able to really predict Besides course fit, you know what maybe good Bryson courses, bad Bryson courses, but he's just a volatile guy with the long drives and all the putting. Um, it's going to be hard to peg week to week.
1: No, I, I do think that we're going to see not, over time non cuts help him because of the volatility. Like there are events. He to me as a superstar, he's going to miss more cuts than you would think. Because of the way he plays. And when you only have 36 holes, you don't have time to come back. 72 holes, even when he doesn't have it, we might see an 8-under round in there that can salvage. So keep that in mind. Still not near the top for me. Uh, what's up, Alan? We see you. Um, 9K range. This is like your 1.05, 1.1X over on SuperDraft. Not that many names. Xander. Why couldn't he withdraw? Then my life would be complete. Burger, Morikawa, Day, and Scotty Scheffler. If you would have told me before, like at any time, all right, those are the names, and what range is this? I would have said 7K. What? Uh, like,
0: Burger. <laughs> really bad year for Xander. Yeah,
1: that's all I would have said. Bad year for Xander. The rest of these guys are like, I remember playing Burger at like 67 in garbage fields, praying he could make the cut. Uh, the guy's unbelievable right now. Can you pay almost 10K for Burger?
0: No. Uh, no right? I mean, you can. Yeah, yes, you can. I can't personally. You can, not me though. Um, and it's just a case of, look, if we, if you have not been playing burger the whole time, it, maybe it's a psychological thing like me with Hovland earlier in the year where it's like he was 7K and he paid off and he was 8K. And it's yeah, pretty, now look you, at him. You just keep riding him. But it's like, boy, you know, I I wasn't playing him at seven k or eight k or low nine k. I mean, this is just not the spot where I'm gonna jump on. Like you you can't argue with the results or the stats or any of that. Like he should be priced here based on the way he's playing. But for me, just on a personal level, it's like, well, this is not the spot where I'm deciding to jump in.
1: It's just it's incredibly difficult. And even though you want to treat each week individually, when a guy is this, oh, there's two, there's two, I say this a lot with the guys. There's either two schools of thought. One, Berger is this good and he belongs here. And you know what? Then you play him accordingly. Or he is in the midst of an un- a ridiculous stretch and he will regress back to a mid 8K Ty Hatton-esque price where he may belong long-term. I tend to think that. He has proven lately, time and time again, that maybe he does belong up here. I just can, I can find $600 to get Rory. I can find (laughs) negative $1,000 and get guys like Cantley, Reed, Fino, Tiger, and Decky. He's going to be popular too. So, I mean, for me, I'd rather play Morikawa.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I'm with you. I, yeah, I'm obviously in the camp of, he's just running like the sun and i don't think this is his true talent level because we've seen a lot of them you know he wasn't that highly it wasn't like he was a super highly touted amateur um you know where like people were waiting for him to burst onto the scene and he you know we we saw a fair amount of starts with him where he won both of the st. Jude classics but outside of that he wasn't doing anything to wow people you know, but we've seen guys. I mean, I remember when Kokrak made like 15 cuts in a row and was just crushing everybody week in and week out. I mean, it's just this stuff happens. I don't. I think he's a good golfer. I don't think he's a $9,700 golfer at the BMW Championship. Now, he deserves to be priced there, but just, you know, long term, I don't think this is where we see Berger for the next five years. Yeah, and like listen, Ty,
1: Ty Hatton deserved to be up there at the WGC. And now he's fallen. It's really hard. Webb is, to me, the only guy that I can think of that he rose. And I was just like, wow. And he just belongs where he belongs. Like, he yeah. is a 10K golfer. Most of these guys, eh, it's pretty tough. Uh, and I do think the other part is, and Chad's saying it, a lot of people have been playing burger and it's working. Yeah. That makes it, that's good. But it's also bad because nobody's jumping off the ownership is staying with him as he moves up in price. So,
0: Right. Like I said, like if you've been playing him, you're probably going to continue to play him. And, and if that's you fair. haven't been playing him, you're probably not jumping on right now.
1: Can you start in, you know, it's a good question. Is the 9K range worth playing like with a balanced approach? Normally I really like starting there. I just don't love the range per se. Cause talk about Xander. He's not been great. His irons have been poor. I, I don't really love the fit. I know he's going to gain off the tee, but that's about it right now.
0: Oh, I think I'm, I'm opposite of you. I, I oh. love Thander. and I think he's going to be popular. He's always popular. Xander he, is always popular. I mean, he's, he's top 25, and I know he's 9900, so like, a, just a top 25, that doesn't necessarily seal a good week for you, but top 25 and 7 of 8 since the restart. He's positive ball striking in 6 of 8 since the restart, and I know the irons haven't been great but we're clumping off the tee and approach together. If you're crushing it off the tee, you don't need to be as sharp with the irons. You don't need to gain as many strokes with the irons. So positive ball striking in six of eight, almost a stroke. He's almost similar to Rory in the ball striking department since the restart, 0.93. And he's had, you know, one great performance in Memorial where he was striping it. I just think he's been, even the weeks where he's not striking it well, he's figuring out a way to score, and still have a decent finish um i think 9900 is a really good price for him as a guy that when he's firing on all cylinders he can absolutely contend and compete with guys like rom guys like jt you know so if his, his top performance is just as good as any of these other guys and we've seen it in really strong fields before i think he's got a lot of consistency um plus he's got the upside and the price is good you don't you're not feeling it
1: no no I'm definitely not feeling it I I think that he's been running incredibly pure around the green he needs his irons to be better uh uh, or he could do the champ Bryson where you just gain off the tee and with the putter that is a a deadly combo but I I think it's a really unsustainable combo
0: you know I I thought at the PGA people were ridiculous for playing him because he was coming off of that week at the WGC where he had lost like six strokes on approach. And then even that didn't kill him. Like he was, he he Well, that's what I don't
1: get though. Like if you, if I told you at the PGA, he's going to gain flat zero with the irons. I assume you wouldn't have interest.
0: No, I wouldn't. But he still gets there. He still gets there. And, and I guess that's why I brought up Memorial where he just did the ball striking was phenomenal. I think it's there. You know, he's been, it seems like he's getting there every week. And sometimes he needs a different part of his game to get there. I feel like if it just all comes together, um, even, if it all, if, even if it all doesn't come together, he's been fine. And I, I feel like one of these weeks he's going to put it all together um, and he's going to contend. And I, I think the price is good. I, I, I like him at 9900
1: I mean, Xander has shown time and time again, strong fields, non-cuts. He can do it. It's not to say that. Uh, I just don't know where the game is at. To finish the range, it's very small. We got Day. His irons are all over the place after last week. And then we have Scotty Scheffler, who you can put him up there with Berger and Harris English. The guy is playing out of his mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been striping it four weeks in a row. Uh, Fourth, fourth, 15th, 22nd and some obviously really strong fields. But he's gained 7.1, 4.5, 5.7, 6.1. I mean, just absolute stripe show. Um, and from a guy that we knew had a lot of talent, I think we've seen him in the middle part of the season kind of priced down. But people continue to play him because they felt like, hey, they thought he belonged with guys like Morikawa, guys like Hovland, guys like Wolf. Um, even though Wolf was priced down a little bit, but you know, we thought he—I don't know, I don't know. It kind of felt like he belonged here the whole time from a talent point. I don't know. It's he's a hard one to peg because. He did have the big time amateur pedigree. And I feel like this is where people thought he belonged the whole time. And now we're just seeing it. I don't think I'm gonna play him because it's like in a really tough field sandwich between guys like Day and Cantley. But he's he's hitting the ball great, and I think this is kind of what people have expected for a long time.
1: I mean he's yeah. It it's just again, you're you're paying the tax as if he is this guy, and we still don't know that. He's shown that he can be. He can compete but he's also had stretches where he's been awful um and there's going to be more of that on both sides of it so for me at 9k i'm gonna make lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Room for the entire 8K range. There's about 15 guys in a 70-man field that are in the 8K this week. So this is where we need to spend most of the time. And before we do that, chat, we see you all in there. If you can hit the thumbs up, it uh, helps out the show. Me and Tim are both wearing green. We got the color coordination today. That's what we do on the Tuesday 2.30 show. So we, we appreciate you guys being in there. If you got questions, feel free to drop them in chat today or tomorrow night where we do Live Before Lock. Uh, but let's get to it. Let's get to the 8K. These are your 1.2-ish over on superdraft. There's a million names, and there's some big names, Tim. I mean, starting with Decky on the way up. Decky, Tiger, Finau, Reed, and Cantley, those are guys that could be, if they were playing better, they could be in the high nines in a field like this, no problem.
0: Yeah, some big-time names here uh, in the of mid to upper range, but there's, there's a lot of red flags, a lot of underachievers. It's like, I don't know. There, I, there doesn't seem to me... To me, I think the play is female. Um, I'm going to go right back after the debacle last week. Uh, so I knew bad. I was dead when I opened up DraftKings and he was the highest owned player on the slate, uh, just already lost, and then he missed the cut. Um, but he still hit it well. He gained uh, over three strokes the ball striking in the missed cut. And I think when you factor that in, you factor in, um, I mean, three of the, the previous four events, he was just lights out the PGA plus 10.7. The 3M plus 11, those are just ridiculous, ridiculous numbers. And Memorial plus 6.5, he's been really good. Last week, he still struck a good, just could not pop. He lost uh, he lost 5.3 with the short game. So on and around the greens, really bad. Um, so he's still, he's hitting the ball very well. Uh, no cut. So I think kind of the same thing as some of these other guys, some like Rory, if he gets off to a bad start, I I don't like to use the no cut as like, oh, just play anybody because it's a no cut. But a guy like Finau, who we have some apprehension because he wasn't sharp last week, look, we know we're getting four rounds. He's a guy that if he gets off to a slow start and would normally miss the cut, can kind of storm back on Saturday and Sunday and make up for some of that. So I really like him. I don't know if people are going to go back to him after what happened last week, but I, I love him.
1: I Listen, I he's – Probably my favorite play last week Um, shows for a lot of reasons how that went. But this is a guy, he's been erratic, and you can embrace that. Um, Yes, he doesn't win, but you don't need him to win. And this guy, his last five tournaments, eighth, third, 65th, fourth, and a missed cut. Uh, Again, I say this, you can look at that two ways. If you tell me a guy is hitting 60% top tens over his last five, I'd say fire him up you told me a guy's missed a cut and come in 65th in 2 out of his last 3. I'd say I don't know about this.
0: Um and it seems like the stronger the field, the better he is. Um, yeah,
1: PGA he was 4th, yeah. the Memorial he he was a bad 8th. I mean, it he doesn't, was Doesn't
0: and AI it doesn't make sense to me and I really hate stuff like that, but it really seems true. I mean, if you think about all the times we've seen him in contention, it's been events like this in majors where he's been hanging around the lead uh, i don't know what it is but i you know and, and i like him even better coming off the miscut i mean and it's I, a good course for
1: him i yeah. don't see any reason why you know he can lean on his length here he can score i'm in the question is how do you prioritize these other guys you've got tiger who also can't putt you got Decky who comes in 20 to 29th every week Cantley's not playing great, but he's not playing abysmal either. And then Patrick Reed who I mean, he's more of a grinder to make cuts than a non a non-cut, but I always can get down with Reed.
0: Yeah, you're always higher on Reed than I am. I think I would just default to Cantley on long-term form. He's just he's another guy. You're just getting a discount at 8900 um and it's crazy to think, you know, he's $800 cheaper than Berger a $1000 cheaper than Xander um and again you don't have to worry as much in in this format um you're kind of just taking the discount and relying on long-term he's definitely underpriced has he been playing great no he hasn't but it hasn't been awful but yeah just just uh, yeah just take the discount and play Cantley. I'm just never as high on Reed as you are mainly because I follow the ball striking and he can be erratic in that regard um but I I just think Cantlay is superior play to read. Uh,
1: listen, I, I this is where trying to determine how hard – if I knew that the course was going to play like a U.S. Open and the winning score was going to be like 8 to 10 under, I would like read a lot more. But I don't think that's the case. I'm going to go for some guys that maybe are a little more on the irons over the scrambling type. Give me Cantlay, give me – decky just a little no just a little. What do you know? he's he's not he's not paying you off but he's also not killing you he gained three strokes with the approach last week gained two straight events with the putter
0: but it's, not paying you off is killing you that's uh, that you, 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 either the guy crushes it or he doesn't it's like well it's just we don't we don't need this t30 i just I looked up last week, Sunday. I'm like, oh, let's find Decky. Sure enough, he was like T23. And I was like, I had yeah. the best tweet, like all lined up. And then he made a bogey to finish T29. He's just not, and the price isn't wavering. Like, why is the price not going down? He should be, he should be flat eight.
1: I could, yeah, I, I could, I think that's a fair take. But you're not willing to pay $500 for potential. And this is something that's important. But for a potential ownership discount on on Decky? Like, I'd rather have him unowned at 8.5 than owned at 7,800.
0: If he was striping it and it was all putter, I mean, this is my downfall in life. But yes, I would like him a lot better. But now we're getting to the point where it's like, the ball striking isn't even that good. The finishes are just boringly blah. Okay. And the price is not going down. I'm not a fan of Decky anymore. Well, I play Tiger over Decky. Oh I
1: I have no problem with Tiger. He's another one. He's actually hitting the ball very well. Just needs to putt. But yeah. he's really struggling putting.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I'm not I'm not a huge fan there. Uh Kisner it Kisner's tough because I don't feel like he from a name recognition, just general long term, I don't feel like he belongs with these other guys. But A, he's playing so very well. And B, when he plays well. He can contend with these guys and compete, but he's a little erratic. We see him go through stretches where he's like a seventy seven hundred dollar golfer in a bad field, and that feels like an appropriate price. I think he's appropriately placed, but he's he's playing better than almost anybody besides Harris English.
1: so the bottom of the eight k range is littered with guys for the most part playing out of their mind and maybe a little above their head with Harris English Wolf is there hovland i really can't figure out uh putting the lights out if he this is what he was missing when he was Tita green inferno and i know you have theories on this kind of stuff but he again he gained five strokes putting last week
0: uh yeah well i said i tweeted if he putted like this two months ago he would have won he would have won multiple tournaments Mm -hmm. um and nelson adcock was nice enough to set me straight on the um what did I call it? The loss aversion putting. Uh, apparently, par putts are made at a higher frequency, the same putt as a birdie putt. But they theorize that it's because you gain some knowledge. Like your birdie putt went six feet by, so you kind of saw the line or something, and that's why the par putts were made at a uh, higher frequency or some crap like that. I like my. We don't.
1: We don't do that on this show. Uh, we leave that. I to do have to people. read a
0: tweet that I just got though from Anthony Chapman. Please. Goal Purple. So he's a Vikes fan. Uh,
1: Do you know this person? Uh, what's that? Do you know this
0: person? Uh, no. He's oh, okay, good. That, a, good. that makes it even I've better. you got a Vikings, uh, uh, Abby here. I really like the videos and you are very talented, but I think it's time Fantasy Golf Man gives some credit to Harris English.
1: Oh, good. Wow. And I'm not in the tweet? Thank God.
0: Well, yeah, no, it's just Go- me. Well, mean, that's good. I, 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 I want
1: people- you to take credit for this debacle that is Harris English.
0: I mean, the first thing, Anthony, you need to realize is that most of this is just uh, a shtick and that it's just fun. I like to just pick certain guys to hate, and then that's it. It's not – he's We're playing out of his weird. mind. I don't know what to say. It's just like when when I fade a guy or I don't like a guy for a certain reason, and a lot of it has to do with he's got a great short game, and that helps him, but it doesn't help me because I don't ever look at that crap. Um <laughs> you know when a guy burns you week after week after week it's just it, it, it it's hard for me to really embrace him um but a lot of it's just joke, obviously
1: but seriously though when you have a guy like hovland or morikawa or scheffler we talk about this all the time in two years we could look back and we could say wow Havlin was $8,100 in the BMW. He's 11000 now every week. He will always be up there. He's in Rory and Bryson and those type of categories. You don't do that with guys who have been on the tour for like decades. Like Harris English is Harris English. Are, are we really saying that he's a new player now? He's found something after all this time? or course, yeah, he's just on a great run.
0: You. Yeah, at the age of like 39, he's just figured Stop. it all out.
1: He's playing phenomenal, and there have been times, particularly when he was mid seven, like good sharp play. Cash, it's it's an auto play week after week. But let's not. Um,
0: he does seem like I'm definitely not playing him. But he he does seem. 8,300 doesn't seem like it's expensive enough for how he's been playing. Like, yeah, why I mean, does Burger go to 97, but English stays at 83? That doesn't make any sense. His price has
1: been bouncing around, too. Like, English, all these results are not created equal in the sense of there were weeks where he was, like, mid-sevens, and then there was weeks where he was, like, mid-nines. And the 23rd at Wyndham, when he was really expensive, obviously not getting it done, the runner-up, of course is this seems pretty fair across the board. I'll let ownership dictate it. I'm not making any radical stands, but i also I really believe that Harris English, like Berger, like a lot of these guys, are going to settle back into their range and may maybe not, but i I don't think that Harris English is suddenly like the fifth best player in the world.
0: No, I agree. Just, I'm just bitter. I, I think maybe that's the problem. Just, just bitter over this guy, and I just don't like him. So are you are you you playing Hovland this week? This is-
1: so I bet Hovland. Um I have a betting article posted on the site. Go check that out. I think he's a just he's got what I want to see in the sense that I know he's a good ball striker long term and he's found something with his putter. I just I hate to see putting performances that are quote-unquote wasted i mean how many times is he going to gain five strokes putting very infrequently Not so, very often. yes i don't love the, the bottom end of the eights so i'll say that i think usti is fine adam scott you know he's a good player can handle the long par fours but for me and this is a perfect time to do it let's jump into the sevens um I'll, floor is yours are you going to go with the bubba champ types are you going to go with chalk russell henley at 7800 um, what are do you doing? I think
0: I have to go with Henley. My my Twitter accounts basically turned into like a Russell Henley tracker account. And I was so happy when he started playing awful on Sunday that he was, and he fell outside of the top 70 that we could just be done with this crap. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently he rallied to make this event. Um, yeah, sure. Fire him up one more time. He's been, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. He's, he's gaining strokes every single week with the ball striking lots of Lots of strokes, mostly on approach. Um, I, I'm going to play him again. Uh, six to seven cuts. He, in the missed cut, he gained 2.2 with the ball striking. He's gained at least 4.9 every time he's made the cut, which is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to keep playing him. Uh, are you he, – he is, he? is he getting priced up? It seems like, I don't know, 7,900. I don't know. Uh, if I have to play him. I guess I'm obligated to play him.
1: If he's really popular, I'm going to come in underweight. Uh, it's a range that I think is pretty equal, all things considered. So I would gladly pay 100. Like, I'd take Fitz. What do you think him versus Fitzpatrick in a head to head would be?
0: I mean, Fitzpatrick should be the favorite. <laughs> like,
1: um, you're talking about Fitzy, I, I think, could be around 5% owned coming off
0: that week. Like, yeah. I. This is why I, you're so much sharper than me, though. I, I just, I just can't. I get like just zeroed in on a guy, and I just cannot, cannot get off of him, no matter what. You is, can tell me seventy percent own, I'd be like, I'm still playing him. I don't care. And
1: listen, though. it's a double-edged sword, and and this is why there are times where I look, I get exposed on guys that I view as overowned, and it's just like, how did you miss the most obvious play? And it's like, yeah, I got burned, but when you don't, that like, that's so, the risk reward.
0: Since the restart, he's gaining 1.7 per round with the ball striking. And like I said before, J.T. Morikawa for the season, 1.4. And it, I'm not saying that he's a better ball striker than those guys, but that's the kind of run he's been on. He's been better than the best in the field for the whole year. Now, this is only uh, what, a seven or eight event sample. But, I mean, he's even the weeks where the results haven't been great, he's, he's striped it. And I it's thought last, I thought last week was the week after that round one, but apparently not. But
1: like, do you have interest in going to answer who burned everybody? No, Norton,
0: no. I, I've been off answer because the first two weeks of the restart, he was on fire and then it kind of, eh, kind of fell off a little bit and he just hasn't quite returned to that. Like, wow. He's like really striking it great. I think Bubba is a really good play at 7,600. Um, especially in this format, uh, just getting four rounds of them, longer course, uh, gained 2.5 at the ball striking last week, 4.8 at the PGA. He was awful with the putter there. Gained strokes at the WGC. Gained a boatload of strokes, uh, ball striking at Memorial. Uh, I think he benefits from this type of an event, and and he's just he's hitting it well. He's hit it well almost the entire restart and not a lot of great results kind of like rory a little bit um the numbers look good the results not good i mean doing it different ways i I see what you're saying but it's 7600 here i like him a lot
1: what about and it's funny i i did pat mayo show this morning we got to this range talked about the same guys we didn't bring up gary woodland much and we didn't just now either he's 7800 i know he's not playing great but it's a pretty reasonable tag for a guy that we know is really talented.
0: He just hasn't been. No, he hasn't. Missed the cut last week. Uh, Ball striking right around, even at the PGA ball striking negative at the WGC. Yeah. I mean, sure. Could you play him and he turns it around? Yes. But I'm just, I'm not seeing anything that says, yeah, let's fire him up this week. Um, If you're playing him, you're just playing him kind of on long-term form and hoping that he turns around whatever's not been good. I'm just generally – that's just not a play that I make. Um, I don't play a lot of lineups, so the guys that I play, I – have a reason. I have a reason to play him. And him, that's like – he's like an MME where it's like, yeah, we're going to take 10% Woodland and maybe he gets hot. I I can't really – there's nothing in the numbers that I'm seeing like, wow, he hit it really good, he just didn't putt. It's just like he just hasn't been –
1: and that's fair. I, like I said, for me, Fitzy, Cameron Champ, uh, I don't, Baba, definitely with you. I can't, I, I am stunned, but I'll give you a reason if you want it. I think you can play Cameron
0: Smith. He hit it great last week. That would, that's kind of an anomaly for him though. I don't know. He's not, I feel like we get burned on these guys that aren't ball strikers and then they have a really good ball striking week and we feel like, all right, he's figured it out.
1: But the thing about, that I like about Cameron Smith, he doesn't have to be as good of a ball striker as everybody else. No,
0: His short fair. game
1: is elite. We know that's going to
0: travel. He's um, poor man sneds.
1: Exactly. He's, and poor man sneds is good for non-cuts because this guy is as erratic as they come. He can get crazy hot with the putter. If it plays difficult, that's not a problem. Nobody's going to use him because he's Cameron Smith. Listen, it's a guy I haven't played probably all year. I may look for some shares coming off a big Northern Trust for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't think I'll get there, but he was good last week. And actually the PGA, um, right around Carter even, Leishman. ball striking for him, which is fine. Yeah, there's some weird names down here. Um, God, the, the thing that gets me, I've really, like, if you look at the numbers, it says to play Mark Hubbard, and that just feels dirty, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it should. Yes, it, it feels it's... dirty when, like, Neiman's at 7,100
1: and Again. Leishman's
0: at 7,200.
1: Well, Leishman's broken. You, I don't think you can play him.
0: Okay. Would you play Neiman over Hubbard? Yes. You'd probably play anybody over Hubbard.
1: Yeah, I, I'd play Ricky over Hubbard, and he's not even here. I, I'm not playing Mark Hubbard. The irons are great. The stats check out. He's cheap enough that I get – listen, being serious. He's cheap enough that I, I get it. But even in this amazing run where he has gained strokes putting in every single event since the restart, all of them, all eight. yes, All eight events, Mark Hubbard has gained strokes putting. All eight of
0: them. I had no idea. Are you kidding me? No. That's –
1: yeah, that's yeah, and it's been sizable a uh, couple four and a half, a couple two and a half. So
0: it would be like he must be awful off the tee and awful around the green. I mean,
1: that's, that's he has cool. lost in six of eight around the green, he has lost in four of eight off the tee. Yeah, it's really easy when you make pots,
0: man. Like Harbor Town would just be the place for him, huh? That just like where you don't have to hit it off the tee. And you know, uh, you got to scramble, at Herbert. We got to figure out like John Deere someplace. There's going to be a spot for him where you don't need off the tee and you don't need around the green.
1: That's not here.
0: That's not here. You're right. No. All right. But Scratch yes, up. Mark
1: Herbert is showing he's certainly got a game that's going to translate. I just don't think it's here.
0: That's a great point. All right. Well, you saved me.
1: Um. Well, yeah, I saved you from winning a lot of money when it's like. Mark Elbert and Harris English in the, in the most epic playoff in the history of well, you know
0: that I'm good because we know yeah. I'm not playing Harris English.
1: Good point. Um, all right, let's get to the cheapies. Chad, I do want to say real quick, uh, I know golf is in full swing and it's not going away, but football does start in a couple weeks. And as Nightbot points out, we have a season-long and best ball fantasy football package at Awesome Oak for only $29.95. I checked it out. I, I've done some work in it, but I actually went, if you go to the homepage, it's available. We have a ton of content. Alex's new tools update in real time. Some of these things when you're drafting can show you uh, just easy ways to avoid those mistakes. And I know I'm crunched for time. I know a lot of people are doing drafts. And they just haven't had the time to put in the research. This can really help you. Uh, so go check it out. Even just go to the page, I'm not saying sign up, just see what we have. And if it's something that appeals to you, maybe consider giving it a shot. So I'm excited to say that because that's something that is pretty, pretty cool. These are cheapies. We, I don't think there's a ton to talk about down here. I looked and I don't have much. So take it away. Is there anybody in the big time multipliers or the 6K range that interests you?
0: There is. There really is. And, you know, normally these guys are like, well, who's they're like, the, exactly. Okay. Okay. That's good. I, I honestly, and I think Steel is what I was going to say is these guys usually on a priority. It's not like we're playing, we're plugging in steel and then we're figuring, but honestly, I'm like plugging in steel before some of these other guys and then figuring out some of the expensive guys. That's how much I like him at 6,600. Uh, he's made six straight cuts. Um, his last four shot link events. So we had the Barracuda mixed in there. No shot link data. Last four shot link events um, gained at least 3.1 with the ball striking. The one event where he didn't strike it well it was right around even at the Travelers. He was T6. He putted the lights out. Um, I just think you're you're not finding those type of numbers, those type of ball striking stats out of a guy that's 6,600 in this field. And I think long-term, you know, he's been down, but I think long-term, he's a better player than that. I don't think he should be in the 8K range. But I, I just think the numbers are so much better than anybody below 7k and i would go all the way up to 7k i'd probably get to neiman before i found a guy that i would play over steel i i don't know maybe i'm off base but like just by the numbers there's no one even close down here
1: i like steel a little bit last week and he started out fantastic hung on um i have no problem i think fratelli he is the most volatile and he can get crazy hot he was really bad on friday though uh and the stats aren't going to lead you to him Benny on stats are broken. I don't know. I got, I'll have to ask Hatchman. I don't, I don't know what's going on with Benny on. So he's not certainly a target. I have a couple other guys, but this is where you're going. Like big field GPPs. Maybe Danny Lee is putting well, his irons are okay. He's that high type of upside guy. Adam long's gaining with the irons consistently. I don't think you really need to force those guys in. So unless you're starting like, you know, JT and you want JT Rory, maybe you look to a guy like that. If you're not, why not try to end with the guys we talked about? You know, the, man, that range is pretty bad too. But why not try to end in the sevens if you can?
0: Just end your lineup with Hovland. Go <laughs> yeah, smart. Like, JT, JT with Rob, Kane-Leg. Hovland, and then a couple other guys above Jeez.
1: I mean. I don't know, but there, I'd still rather play, even though we didn't talk about these guys, like I'd rather end with Hadwin or Connors than dip if I had to make the choice.
0: I agree. Um, aside from Steel, I really don't see anybody down here I like. You know, it's a little different from a WGC where you see some guys that are total X off. But there's honestly, this, off. there's guys down here that the name recognition is good. But I mean, when you look at the stats, there's just not... Robbie Shelton, I feel like he played two good rounds all year, and somehow he's here. He shot like 62 in two don't, final rounds, and like that's it.
1: I've seen – I haven't missed a, a week of DFS golf in years. Uh, I keep tabs on the tournaments. If you would have told me to write the 70 guys, I would have got like 16, right? Like how was Robbie Shelton – If you would have told me he was 230th in, in the FedEx Cup standings, I would have said, yeah, him and Mullinex haven't gotten starts. Where yeah. was he good?
0: I, I don't know. I just remember him the week before the Barracuda. He shot, like, some ridiculous round on Sunday. These and these guys. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. Don't play Jim Herman. That's – and honestly, even though I'm a huge fan, I really don't think going to Harry Higgs is the greatest move. Um, I know he's playing better. I know he's 61. He gained six strokes putting last week. It wasn't that good of a performance. It
0: just looks good. People are going to go to McNeely. Because he was like the 17-time Illini champ or something at, uh, at Olympia Fields. Born on the course, like Webb. Yes, yes. At Webb,
1: every, every course within a thousand-mile radius of Greensboro. Oh, Webb has a house on the course. Well, if he has a house on every course, then what does that mean? Eagle Point. Oh, no, it's Quail Hollow. Oh, no, it's whatever we just played.
0: Dude, the the guy just rolls up and cashes like $200,000 checks every single week on the PGA Tour. He can have a house everywhere. And then when does he have time to play all these other courses, though? The dude's playing golf every week uh, on the PGA Tour. Disturbing.
1: Uh, Any final thoughts before we duck on out of here?
0: Uh, Yeah, you know, don't use the no-cut event as a way to just play ridiculous players. Um, We kind of say that every week or every non-cut event i mean a bad play is a bad play regardless of whether you're getting four rounds i think there are guys that benefit uh from the format more of like the female and bubba types Um, but it's just it's not like hey let's just you know uh we can play uh carlos ortiz for 6k and pray for the best um that's rarely going to work out probably never going to work out
1: no you don't want to chase and that's kind of my final thoughts i know this is it's kind of a abstract concept but honestly i really think people should if you have time go to the winners of each tournament and at that point before they won look at their last 5 6 events before that and you will see some guys who were trending upward and break through you'll see guys coming out of nowhere you'll see big names who were playing terrible and then they just won uh and i just think it kind of paints the picture that if you have a line on guys i'm not saying blindly go to them but especially if you know over a long sample size, what you think they are, they can show that kind of out of the blue. And I'm not just talking about Rory here. Yes, I have him in my mind, but Bubba is another guy like that. Uh, Rom, I mean, it's easy to say this now, he paid me off at Memorial because of this, where he missed the cut at work day, and he won at the same... Like These guys can flip it on a switch, so it's going to be a sprint to the finish. This is a 70-man non-cut. We don't have a ton to go off of, but Tomorrow night at 8.30 Eastern, me and Jason Roslin will be answering your question chat. We'll get into it. We'll do some things. And on that note, hit the like button on your way out. Thanks for watching, everyone. Good luck. Let's win some money. And I will see you all tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern. See you then.